friends, countrymen, lovers of all things design. This is Grits and Grids. Hey everyone, this week I am speaking with my good friend Becca Zavorsky. Uh, she's a part of my team and she lovingly goes by BZ, Young BZ, Bees, and Super Professional Lady. <laughs> Becca, say hi, and why don't you give us a little bit of a backstory on how you kind of got to Iris and uh, what, what it's been like. Hi everyone, so uh, like Joseph said, my name is Becca, or Bees. Um, I grew up uh, in Atlanta. Um, and went to the University of Georgia, where I switched my major six times. Uh, <laughs> eventually ended up getting a degree in English uh, with a writing certificate. And I had no idea what I wanted to do, so I waited tables for mm-hmm. summer, the whole summer, living with my parents. And then someone introduced me to the idea of copywriting and basically told me that it's being a writer, but being a writer that makes money. So that was very intriguing. Instead of the brooding <laughs> yeah. author. That... Not, not a starving artist. A writer that actually gets to, you know, eat full meals, not ramen. Um, so someone introduced me to advertising um, as a career, and I heard about the Creative Circus that was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. It's in my hometown. Um, check it out. And I went, fell in love. And spent a lot of money. Spent a lot of money. Uh, then... During my time there, I had the lovely Lexi Korn, um, who's been on your show before. Um, yeah. She was actually the OG. Like, she, we did the first uh, team first talk one. with her. Yeah. yeah. Heard her last night. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, so she actually was my teacher. I had her for a digital copy class. Mm-hmm. And then she basically snatched me up, um, told me I needed to come intern at Iris Worldwide, mm-hmm. started my internship, and never left. Mm-hmm. We sucked you in. We kept yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, hired me full time and yeah. it's been here ever since. Well, and that's interesting because I think a lot of, um, you know, so we have the bunker program, which I've mentioned on the show before, where we have uh, interns from the circus. We try to get other schools, but yes. they've been very not, for whatever reason, not cooperative. Uh, yeah. And I think it works too because we have um, several people who teach yeah. there that it's easy to kind of rope them in. Rope them in and, you know, uh, pick the people who have the most talent, I think. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have a better idea seeing them in class, and then we know how they'll do in an internship and then kind of want to bring them in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the circus is definitely our biggest... Our pool. Our big, pool. Yeah, our biggest creative <laughs> cesspool. But I think so. what's weird, though, is, like, so we... A lot of times we'll get, we'll get these kids in here, and I say kids... Just because they're in school, but they're really not kids. No. I mean, like we're, they're pretty much adults. And how we've had, I think, a few that were even older than, or at least my age. I mean, I've I teach, so I actually took over Lexi's class. Okay. Um, so I now teach the digital copy class at Creative Circus, and I'll have students that are older than me. So yeah. I pretend like I'm older than I am, so yes. that they still listen to me. Talk like it in a British accent. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Doubtfire day yeah. one. <laughs> um, so I think one of the one of the problems that we have though is we get them in here and they're almost like indoctrinated that Atlanta is not where you should start your career. Right. They it's see weird. it as like this is where you come to school. Right. Um, get all the experience and then leave. Yeah. And go elsewhere. Which I find funny because Atlanta is incredibly creative. Mm-hmm. Um. I know we talk about it all the time. You know, Simon has um, written articles about this. Yeah. That Atlanta is in- instinctively cr- a creative place. 
And um, I think it's more so now a lot of people are kind of leaving those big cities and coming back to Atlanta. A lot of people I know will leave Atlanta and then come back when Mm -hmm. they realize that they can do what they're doing out wherever in Atlanta and for cheaper usually. (laughs) Yeah, and for cheaper. And and what's – you know, the thing I love about Atlanta – so, you know, I I worked in Pennsylvania and then I worked in New York back and forth a lot and then moved here. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about Atlanta that – you kind of get like almost like the laid back ease of the South, but we you still got that hustle. Yeah, it's hustle with Southern hospitality. That's right, Southern hospitality. Hospitality. That's now a word. Yep, we done. made it. You heard it here, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like there's a lot of like rebooting of people's careers, and the theme for April, mm-hmm. uh, which we haven't introduced, is. Um, very poorly written, and that's because you didn't write it. Yeah, um, but it's kind of this idea of like spring cleaning and and how spring cleaning interprets into your career, your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you sort of maybe take take assessment of where you're going and mm-hmm. knock off the dust and go somewhere else. Whether that's with your career, with your work, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that with what we do day to day. I think with our clients too, when they come to us with you know an RFP, and we have to come up with these, these fresh ideas that don't. It's not about like. A revolution is about like evolving their message and then doing something creative. Right. It's reintroducing yourself to the people who may have, you know, encountered you a while back, but for whatever reason weren't drawn in. Mm-hmm. So it's giving those people another opportunity to really latch on to whatever it is, the brand, the product, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, I think it is a reintroduction. Yeah. Um, and you have to do that a lot. So you, you're you on Shell, and uh, Tom was also on the yes. show. And uh, he, he's your, your partner. He is my I partner. Guess. I listened to his uh, podcast last night and nice. was a little heartbroken that he didn't mention me once. Ooh. Yeah, you guys talked about Jarrett, and you didn't even talk about me. <clears throat> that is messed up, Tom. My, my work wife <laughs> pretended like I didn't exist. <laughs> I love that your your work wife is a guy. Oh, yeah. And, and so is mine. Yeah. Mine, mine's Michael. Yeah. My work wife is Tom. <laughs> or Patty. I, I kind of two-time him. Yeah. But, but um, so working on shell they like it's almost like spring cleaning and and you're almost reintroducing the brand over and over and over again because it's social oh absolutely so we do um what we call always on content which is exactly what it sounds like we are always producing content and you can imagine that that gets very stale and it's hard to kind of reinvent the um not reinvent but kind of keep it alive month after month because you don't want to reinvent it every month mm-hmm. you want to keep it consistent um, but you also want to keep people interested so you are constantly trying to come up with new ideas and freshen things up but lately it's been really exciting because we have been kind of inching along and they've become more and more open to um, using more of the capabilities of different social platforms mm-hmm. and um, kind of will throw some like crazy ideas out there which may not seem that crazy to a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, but to an institution like Shell, it is like it's like oh that is way off from what we normally do. But yeah. like very slowly, inch by inch, we're like freshening things up, yeah, and kind of getting drawing in more people, um, and kind of cleaning out the closet in a sense that we're showing people a different value that can be added to their lives mm-hmm. when they follow a fuel company on social media. I was going to say, like, <laughs> like, if you can make a fuel com- a company interesting, Absolutely. I feel like you can make anything interesting. Yeah. You know. And it's, I mean, it's a daily struggle, but we do it. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, I think um, they're seeing it. And that's the kind of thing about 
freshen like spring cleaning and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a change, and change is definitely scary. Scary, but it's such. I think everyone will agree that it's typically a good thing because it either pushes you to somewhere better, mm-hmm. or it makes you appreciate what you've already accomplished. So if you go back to what you did before, both. or both, yeah, yeah ex- absolutely. So I think um, the idea of of freshening things up from a shell perspective is that they're realizing that they have so much more potential. Mm-hmm. And if they just, like, try these new things, um, they'll get different kind of followers, new followers, um, get their old followers to kind of re-fall in love. Yeah, yeah. Um, Almost like reintroduction. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we talked about, it's reintroducing people um, to why they followed them in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I tell my students all the time that they have to have, like, a reason for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything has to have a reason. And when you come to thinking about... Uh, brands and things like that, if someone asks you, like, why did you originally do this, and you can't come up with a reason, or you don't remember that reason, mm-hmm. then it's definitely time for some kind of reevaluation. Right. Yeah, I find, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of creatives out there, I think, tick, tick the boxes of being creative. And I say mm-hmm. this to a lot of, like, new clients, too. Like, listen, creativity is in no short supply. Mm-hmm. It's creativity with purpose, creativity yeah. that has impact, that's profound, and creativity that's rooted in, like, expertise is, that's in short supply. And then... Yeah. Just liking somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is really what it comes down to. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. You can have the most creative person in the world that will move mountains, but like if you think he's an, or she's an asshole, yeah. you're like, eh, I don't really want to work with that person. Yeah. If you can't stand being in a room with him, <laughs> then yeah. you've kind of got a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not going to be able to create anything because you're just going to, personal shit's going to come up and you're going to just be annoyed with them and not be able to listen to anything they say because everything that comes out of their mouth. Is that what it's like being in a meeting with me? No, not at all. Okay. All right. Not at all. I would assume so. I sometimes think that about myself. I'm like, oh, God. Um, (laughs) But so I, you know, I've been doing, I've been in this game for a while. And I think part of spring cleaning isn't necessarily just like a career as in I started as a writer. I want to be a copywriter. Um, For me, there have been moments of extreme frustration Mm -hmm. where that, like, it almost sours my attitude. And I find myself like, it comes out. You know, and you almost have to like... Get assessment and like wash it off and like oh, regroup, right? Seasonal affective disorder in the creative world, I think, is so real, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily only happen in winter. I think it's like yeah, a cyclical thing. Like it's it's real though. Like you got to shake off the cobwebs and remember why you love doing this. Yeah, on a regular basis because or if you don't do that, you're just like bashing your head against the wall. Yeah, I mean, I've only quick. I've only been doing this for two years. Oh, and I and yeah, and still sometimes I like I still have to like remind myself like that this is awesome. That this is awesome, yeah. <laughs> and it is awesome. And you know we're so like you know they always say that like the the worst day in life of advertising is still better than anyone's best day at any other career. Right. Yeah. So I mean we're very lucky to get to do what we do every day. Um, I agree, and sometimes and you kind of gotta like wake up yeah. to that too because I think you, it's easy to get frustrated by like clients who maybe aren't aligning with where you see things could go mm-hmm. and what i think the funny thing is is i think any everyone in this office specifically and there's a few other people out there that i know like when we get so hard up pushing a client towards something it's not because we think it's cool and we want to win awards mm-hmm. it's because we honestly think it's like the best thing for that client yeah absolutely yeah, but it gets frustrating when they're like nah you know don't want to do that right and with no real reason except they don't like it well that's something too is like the idea of 
um, reintroduction and freshening things up, the the power of a fresh perspective mm-hmm. is incredible. Just if you think about how helpful it is when you just show someone else your work. Like if you're if I'm working yeah. on like one line and I just show it to Lexi or someone and I'm like, right. I just need someone else's eyes on this. And that is the simplest form of that. And if you think about how that can affect an entire brand, getting a fresh perspective mm-hmm. of an entire presence it's incredibly powerful, and I think it can make huge, huge sh- uh, difference in mm-hmm. you know, like an everyday interaction. I mean, I, I it's it may sound silly, but so for uh, most of my career, I felt kind of like alone mm-hmm. in a lot of ways uh, before coming before like bringing vigor to Iris and kind of whatever the hell that is. But um, <laughs> you know, but like you know, running a team and being like at the top of the food mm-hmm. chain, it is rather kind of lonely i know (laughs) and then i cried a lot Um, but what's interesting though is when you have really smart really creative folks with different passions of their own collaboration and it is so amazing like even down to simplest shit like you just said so i'll write an article yeah and i know that when like halfway through that article i got fatigued and i get into this i call them the this and those Mm -hmm. where it's like this blah 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 and i have someone look at it and just just like five minutes of cleaning. It's just, incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the same thing with design. Yeah. You know, just having a set of eyes on there. Like I met with uh, a copywriter that you know, Derek Lawler, today love, about love a project. Derek. And, he, you know, I sent him some preliminary stuff to look at. He's like, I love where it's going with the identity. He's like, but this monogram to me, he's like, I don't want to offend you. I'm like, I'm not going to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been offended. I'm not going to offend you. He's like, it kind of reminds me of the St. Louis Cardinals logo. I'm like, son of a bitch, you're right. Right. You're right. And I'm like, He's it's like, when someone's like, like, hey. No, like, that's why you have new eyes. Or someone's like, hey, that looks like a dick. Yeah, and you're like, like I, I know. I didn't see it before. <laughs> oh, you're right. I didn't see it before. <laughs> like, I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think we find sex parts in almost every design that we yeah. do anyway. Well, it's just it's natural. We're all Freud. It is natural. We're living Freud, right? Like, right. <laughs> everything. Everything. So this month, right, so last month mm-hmm. was all about luck and hustle. And um, I, I sort of fanboyed out a little bit because I got to speak with Armin Vitt, which is just great. He's from Under Consideration, and I was, I've always respected his work. I've talked to him before in the past, uh-huh. just like, he, you know, he had a question about some things with menus and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was great just to like speak with him like on a real level. Um, the fanboy continues this month. <laughs> so on the lineup, we have Stephen Jones of Go Go Jones. Great conversation with that guy. He's done some good work. Mm-hmm. Um, GoGoJones.com. Check it out. Um, the fanboy really gets up there with Bill Gardner. So Bill Gardner of Gardner Design in Wichita. But a lot of people will know him by LogoLounge.com, mm-hmm. which is like one of the most amazing repositories of logo design that we have in this world. Mm-hmm. And he's brilliant. He's humble. Um, so it was an amazing conversation. I'm actually going to have him back on Ooh. because this month we sort of got monopolized with logo lounge cause they just closed the entries for the latest book. Mm. Um, you know, and there were some things and then before we knew it, it was like 30 minutes. So I'm going to have him on next month talking about gardener design because his, his team does great work there, too. Right. And then John Turner of Boy Burns Barn, who he love just it. does great work. Um, and I love the name. And John's awesome. So I'm really, really pumped about that. I think it's going to be just overall a pretty stellar month of guests. Um, yeah. You you took a look at some of them, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
as a copywriter, I was looking at this. I was like, ooh, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> nice pictures. I was just like, ooh, I love it. Um, no, it was amazing. Yeah. There's, there's some good people up here um, and a lot of great work, so I can't wait to share that. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, the following month is going to be awesome, too. But, yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about with trends and reinventing? Any advice for folks who maybe are, like, needing to shake off some dust or maybe go from being a writer to a copywriter? <laughs> writer or copywriter. Um, yeah, if you want to be not a starving artist. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I don't know. I always kind of think that when you want to shake things up, there's always for two reasons. You're mm-hmm. either bored or you're panicking because you've been sitting mm-hmm. still for too long. And I feel like it kind of goes back to that reason thing. Like if you look at something, anything, and you're like, I don't really remember why I did that in the first place, then change it. Right. Yeah, just take take it's, the leap. It's that right? simple. Take the leap. And because you can always, typically you can always go back. Right. Sometimes you can't. Yeah, depending on how like, you leave. Like if you like burn the whole entire place right. down like, and flip everyone off. Well, I was gonna say face tattoos. Oh, and you can't go back. From face can't tattoos. go back from true, face actually. tattoos. <laughs> That's where I was going. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Burning down your building, <laughs> flipping your. Off I went everyone. to arson. You went to face inappropriately placed yeah. tattoos. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it is. It's like that leap of faith. But it's like I said. I think it's always. Everyone will agree that it ends up being a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because it makes you reevaluate, it makes you appreciate, or it puts you somewhere that you didn't know you needed to be. Absolutely. That, I mean, that's how I ended up here in Atlanta anyway. Yeah. It was just a reevaluation of life mm-hmm. and where I was. And, you know, to be quite honest, Vigor at that time was just me because I had to fire eight of my employees because yeah. the economy crashed. And that was just like such a, like an earth, like a, like a body shaking, mm-hmm. like schism. And you just start to look around and say, like, let's maybe find what we love again. Mm-hmm. And do that. Yeah. And I, and I end up spinning the globe, actually quite literally, <laughs> um, and landing here. And I think it's kind of kismet. And look at you now. And look at me now, Ma. I've made it somewhere. Atlanta. <laughs> ATL. Where, <laughs> where snowfall stops the city and... Fire ruins our highways. Boy, that was intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, um, this is Friday, so you guys will be hearing this in a couple days. But uh, yesterday, Thursday, a spontaneous fire broke out underneath our highway, and a big chunk of the highway just completely collapsed. And now the city is in all sorts of traffic fuckery. Yeah, Atlanta is notorious for terrible traffic. And then 85 was like, hold my beer, watch this. Yeah. Yeah. So 85 is completely shut down. Both Things directions. can't get worse. <laughs> Wait, bro. Wait a second. <laughs> I got you. It was crazy. That was actually very close to the Creative Circus. I was there last night. Yeah, it's very close to my house. I saw the flames. It was, it was terrifying. It was actually very They still scary. don't know what caused it. They did say it was not terrorism. No. Um, but I think there's some speculation that maybe some homeless homeless guys had a little bonfire going and it got, uh, got caught up in some uh, flammable... Synthetics like PVC piping and stuff like that. And I like the theory of it was Sherman's ghost. I don't know who Sherman is. Sh- Sherman. He marched to Atlanta, marched to the sea. He burned down all of Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's kind of a jerk. He's the reason Atlanta is no longer a grid system. <laughs> oh, yeah. The land of Peachtree Streets that all God, intersect. You're such a Yankee. You don't know any, <laughs> any Southern history. I knew it burned down, bro. I didn't, I, I didn't know who did it. Sherman. Anyway, I anyway. raised him from my mind. He's he was a jerk. He is a guy who left, did right. something new, 
Cannot come back. Cannot come back. Burnt the fucking place down. Cannot we come back done. from burning it down. That's right. He didn't get a face tattoo that we know of. That we know of. But he definitely burned it down. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for we having got me. we got work to do, and we got a little bit of drinking to do. Yeah, we do. I'm uh, going to say goodbye to a good friend of ours Fancy today. Friday. It is Fancy Friday. For those that can't see us, which is all of you, we are dressed quite posh and dandily with mixing and matching patterns and bright colors in honor of our friend Andy Gordon, yeah. who has been visiting us from the UK, um, who is leaving today. Yes. And I think unexpectedly for all of us, we're a little bit gutted. Yeah. We really liked him. He's a great guy. Just the sort of degenerate that we needed here. Right. Oh, well. We love you, Andy. Hopefully, you'll listen to this. <laughs> Have a good one, y'all, and I look forward to uh, you know hanging out with you the rest of the month. Bees, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Do follow us at Grits Grids. That's Grits Grids with no end in between on Instagram and Twitter. This podcast and the Grits and Grids blog is a passion project of Vigor, a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in Atlanta. Check us out at www.vigorbranding.com. And of course, we're all over social media. Until next week, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and be creative.